theyeshiva.net. What was the summation of what we learned? There's a concept called Isarusa de la Eila and Isarusa de la Sata. Isarusa de la Eila is an arousal from above, Isarusa de la Sata means an arousal from below. The Balatani explained in this Maimir of Adam Kiyakim and the Kudatayra Vayikra that often a person experiences a wind of inspiration that fires up his or her soul and his or her heart in Avodah Hashem. And nonetheless, after a few days or a few weeks or after some time, it's gone. And the Balei Avodah lament and they want to know what is it? Why did it happen that they lost their vitality, their enthusiasm, their chios? And he said the reason is because there was only Isarusa de la Eila, the arousal, the inspiration that triggered them, that put them on fire, was a gift from heaven. And therefore, as long as the wind was blowing, they were swept away, they were uplifted. But the moment the gilui, the revelation from above, stops, the light of Isarusa de la Eila departs, as he puts it, they go back to their natural state of being. And hence, the inspiration ceases to be. This is different than the Sarusa de la Eila that comes following the Sarusa de la Sata, or the Sarusa de la Eila that leads to Sarusa de la Tata, where the person then <coughs> takes it in and internalizes it. In Perik Beis, he explained that that's the meaning of the Pasuk, Adam Kiyakriv Mikem Karbim Hashem, when Hashem, the Adam Ha'elian, is going to bring you close, don't rely on that. That's going to end. Now you need to make it yours. And in order to make it yours, you got to go to your animal. Why do you have to go to your animal to make it yours? So he said, because here's the big cloud. When we say a person gets inspired, that has to be qualified. Which part of the person gets inspired? You say a person gets inspired, it sounds gishmak. Which part of the person gets inspired? The nefesh kiss gets inspired. Because it's a chelik alekamimah. And therefore its antennas are sensitive to divine energy. It is divine. It's a, so to speak, a part of the divine. It's a fragment of the divine. It's a nitzutz of the divine. To give an example, it's the nair of the avuka. You have a huge fire, and this is a flame, a small flame that comes from the avuka. So yes, before the neshama came down into the body, the flame was part of the avuka, was part of the, the avuka, the, the large torch, the gigantic infinite torch, and then the flame is plucked out, so to speak, separated on some level from the torch, and it enters into the bottom. But when the torch shows up, when the avuka, when the bonfire shows up, the nair gravitates. Like when you place a candle near a huge fire, the candle will naturally gravitate and usually become absorbed, and the large flame will, so to speak, swallow up and take in the small flame. So when the nitzutz feels the presence of the mayer, when the nitzutz, the neir, neir Hashem nishma Adam, feels and detects the avuka, boom, it gets consumed, it gets, it gets swallowed up, it experiences the dveikos, and it's on fire, it feels close to it, and therefore it feels inspired. 
It feels inspired because it feels kirvas alikib. It feels its closeness with its source. And this is what it truly is, what it truly yearns for. And therefore it gets inspired. Where, when that doesn't happen, not in an Esratzen, the Neshama, so to speak, is somewhat isolated and often eclipsed and hidden. And it may, even though the yearning is still there, but it could be subconscious, it could be repressed, it could be hidden, it could be very random, it could be infrequent, or we some, completely don't, don't feel it, we completely don't access it. When there's a sarusa de la the nitzot suddenly, the, the famous marshal of the Baal Shem Tov, but Baal Shem Tov said why we eat on, uh, why we eat on Shabbos and Yom Tov, why there's such a focus on eating by Jews on Shabbos and Yom Tov. I mean, it's a strange thing, to the point that it uh, often hits, uh, it often becomes uh, completely, uh, completely unhealthy. But Shabbos and Yom Tov, the mitzvah is to eat. So the Baal Shem Tov said, why, why, why is that how we celebrate our holy days? Why does food occupy such a central place in Jewish tradition? You would think by definition, a holy day, you should celebrate through holy things. <coughs> Even Yom Kippur, which is our only holy day that we don't eat, there's a mitzvah to eat before Yom Kippur. And dafka double. The Darizal says you have to eat out of Yom Kippur, kashir achilas beiz yomim. Like you eat two days, and some people are mahadah for three days, four days, five days. And then Mitzvah Yom Kippur is of course a mitzvah to eat, and as though the mitzvah then is to eat as though you haven't eaten in nine years. So the Baal Shem Tov says, a famous marshal, it's a, it's a very deep marshal, that there was a prince who grew up by his father and mother, and uh, the king felt that he's not equipped to be a future leader, a future monarch, because he grew up in prosperity, and he doesn't understand the plight of the simple peasant. And to be a leader, you have to understand the people. You have to understand your flock. You can't sit in an ivory tower and rule a nation if you don't have your finger on the pulse of the nation. So he sent the prince far, far, far away for a few years to hang out with the peasants <coughs> and to be able to learn what real life is like outside of the palace. And that would train him to be able to be the next king. No, in the beginning it was very difficult for the prince because the cultures were so alien. He was a royal prince and he was completely uh, entrenched now in a very, you know, uh, primitive. primitive, peasant-like culture of simpletons, <laughs> simply in terms of language and behavior and style of eating and sleeping and conversation and communication and interests. But slowly... Everybody wants to fit in. We're social creatures. The Rambam says, Man is not, uh, most people are not hermits. People are social. You want to be accepted by your society. That's one of our needs. So finally, slowly he integrated. And after a few years, his entire origin was forgotten from him. And his whole behavior was completely uh, at dissonance with his original source, with his upbringing. So the king sent him emissary to check out on his son. <coughs> man came back and said, I don't know how to say this, but it's unrecognizable. You sent him there in order to uh, learn about the people so he should one day be able to help them. But actually he became one of them. He, he, he's not fit to be a king. So he was hurt. He felt hurt. So he sent a letter to his son. And in the letter he wrote everything about his feelings and his emotions and his, their connection and why he sent him there. And the letter arrived... And the boy sees the letter, and he gets all excited. His father hasn't heard from them in years. And he runs over to his friends, and he tells them about this letter, who he is. 
said, yeah, I'm a sugar, you're a crazy guy. You're delusional. I'm not delusional, I'm the prince. And they, they want to they give him a beating, you know, just to bring him back to reality. So he says, you know, let's party. He said, okay, let's party. So Moshamtav says he went and he brought a bunch of drinks and he sponsored everybody on the house and everybody was partying and eating and drinking and feasting and they all started to dance. He said, and everybody was dancing. But they were dancing for different reasons. They were dancing because of the alcohol and he was dancing because of the letter that he received from his father. That's the story that Vashantav said. Now you have to figure out what he meant with the story. Probably what he meant with the story was that on Shabbos and Yom Tif, the prince gets a letter. The soul was also sent down to change the world, to learn about the world and to change the world. But the soul gets eclipsed by the pressures of reality. Shabbos and Yom Tif, basically the king sends a letter. The soul reads the letter. It gets intoxicated from the letter. He wants to start dancing. The body and the animal says, simcha mazu what's the, what's the simcha? He says, I got a letter, I'm shugana. Get back to life. He says, you know what? Let's throw a party. Give filter fish, spear ribs, chalupzes, potato knishes, cholent, the best challah in the world, seven layer cake, uh, ice cream, of course, pirates. The animal saw says, Kvaldik? Party? It's party. Party time is party time. Ashnaps, alachayim, jalapeno, herring. You know, the more oil, the better. Yerushalmi, kugel, black kugel, Yemenite kugel, abyssal schuk. The animal soul is on, on, uh, is, fire. Is, uh, on fire. The Baal says, everybody is celebrating. The Nefesh is celebrating because of the letter it received from its father. The animal soul is on a high because of the menu on the table. Of course, the challenge is, what happens when the chaverim, the friends, convince the prince that the letter is also fabricated, and the only reason to celebrate is because of the food. Now it's a double tragedy. So that's what Shabbos and Yom Tif often looks like. So essentially, this is the Moshemtah's perspective, what the energy of these days are. So when the soul feels the fire, when the soul senses the large flame, it's usually eclipsed, but now it's triggered, it gets inspired. But what gets inspired? The chelik elekamima. The chelik elekamima. The nefesh abahamas, he says, doesn't get triggered by this. It's not part of that world. So therefore, even though there was a sarusa de la'ela, it doesn't affect the animal soul and the body. Ah, it says, ruach adam oyle l'mayla, in kaihelis, but ruach abayim is yiredes l'mat. So now let's see a few lines here inside, Vaitin. The line starts, Hila Maila, on page 4. Second column, page 4, Hila Maila. I don't know, like 10 or 15 lines from the top. Im kozei behem v'yeredes lamat. Ele shezeu avoyde sa'odam dafke levare nafshea bahamiz. This is, depends only on a person. No isarusa de la'ela can work with the animal soul. This is only a person could deal with his animal soul. Kevayachal, what does he say? No isarusa delayla can affect the animal soul. Why? Because it's an animal. It's already, and it became an animal. Because it became an animal, a beast, so therefore, all of the inspiration from above, it speaks to the chelik elekam imal of the person. That dimension of the self, 
is on fire. The animal dimension in me is completely clueless and detached. I, there's a tremendous Sarusa de Leila. Balatanya says, yes, but the animal soul has not experienced anything. So you think you're on fire? No, your Nefesh Alakis is on fire. Your Chelekalekaimal is on fire. The Nefesh Bahamas is now being quiet. It's being quiet. The Nefesh Alakis is so powerful, so inspired, it comes out to the floor, boom. So the person thinks he was transformed. He says, you weren't transformed. Your Nefesh Alakis felt its source, it received a letter from Mami, from Tati, and therefore it's triggered, it's aroused, it's inspired. It comes out of its hibernation. You know, the, the beer emerged from hibernation after a long winter. The Nefesh Alakis Kivayachal is not hibernating anymore, but it's not repressed, it's not eclipsed, but the Nefesh Abamis hasn't changed at all. Not because this Arusa de Leila wasn't genuine, it was. But the fire, the torch, attracts the flame. It attracts the Neir Hashem Nishma Sodom. The Nefesh Bahamas is not part of that language, it's not part of that lexicon. It assumes a different consciousness. Even though in its source, it's also Gedusha, but that's in its source. But it went through a whole process, as he says, it's Kolol from Taiverna, it went through a whole Yerida. So the question now is, what speaks to the animal soul? He says, this is only Avayda Sa'adam Davka. Kutshebrichu, V'chol pamal delay. The Rebbeinu Shalom and his entire heavenly entourage could come right down, right down, into the person's life, and the Nefesh kiss will be on fire. But the Nefesh Bahamas is like, time for lunch. <laughs> I'm busy, I'm exhausted, and I'm in a bad mood. Give me something to entertain me. I, Kutshebrichu, is here with his whole entourage. Beautiful. But... I don't know what you want. Like, this, this belongs to your group, not my group. They say that there was once a, uh, pr- a top... Uh, there was a, a professor in a university, had tenure, he was like the senior teacher. And he basically decided what's, uh, what's going to happen in that section of the university, and he loved telling jokes. The problem is he had a horrible sense of humor, and his jokes, one rogue was more stupid than the other one. But the employees had no choice but to laugh. You know when you have a boss who loves telling you jokes and you have to laugh because it's just part of what you do in order to please the boss, to survive, yeah, to pay your bills. So every morning for two hours, this man would stand and say jokes. And everyone was, ha, 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 And hey, one day a guy comes in there and this man, you know, this professor who's clueless at this point and completely out for lunch, starts telling him one joke after another. And the guy is not laughing. He says, I don't understand. You don't find my jokes funny? He says, I don't work here. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) so you work here? Why are you laughing? I'm trying to work here. Okay. So the Nefesh Bahamas says, you know, (laughs) Nefesh says, I don't work here. I don't, uh, this is not, for you it's entertainment. I'm not part of the circus. So the question is, can the Nefesh Bahamas be spoken to? So the Balatanya says, this is something that Hashem, Kevayachel, doesn't have power. This he gave over only to the person. He can't do it. This is something he, so to speak, I mean, of course he can do what he wants, but in terms of the system of creation, the system of life, this is something Hashem, so to speak, relinquished control over. 
My, all this, the greatest Israelis could be Yom Kippur by Meila. Could be Pesach during Haseva. Pesach during Haseva, after the cigarette. Could be, could be at the highest peak moments. Could be at a great, great spiritual moment in life that comes to face once in 50 years. <laughs> we learned about Berches HaChama once in 28 years or whatever that is the Nefesh Bahamas has not been affected it's only Avoidas HaOdom Hashem says this I cannot touch the Nefesh Bahamas. he went into a different world who could speak to it so he says this is Avoidas HaOdom Davke Levare Nefesh HaBahamas V'nikra Oived Elikim this is the concept called Oived Elikim we all, we all know the term Oived Hashem, Oived Elikim. Oived Elikim is really a Pesach Malachi. V'shaftim Uriyisim ben Tzadik L'Rosha ben Oived Elikim L'Ashaloy Avodid. There's a Sudya in Chagiga about it. What's an Oived Elikim? So we touch Oived Elikim means you serve Hashem. What does the word Oived really mean? Most of us translate from the word Evet. But really, even the word Evet comes from a certain word. It's one of the Lama Tesmalachis in Shabbos called Ma'abed. What's Ma'abed? It's called tanning. You have iris, you take hide from animals, they're very, very tough. And ma'abed means you have to tan them, you have to refine them and turn hide, skin of an animal, into leather. You make leather clothes, leather cloaks, or whatever else that you're making from leather shoes or whatever, tefillin, of course, etc. That's oived. Oived is from the word ma'abed. So the Balatanya teaches, when you say oived alakim, that's what Oyved Alekim means. Oyved Alekim is Mnikra Oyved Alekim Kemoy Oyres Abu Avudin Shemaabed Oysano Mesakna. When you take that skin off an animal, it's tough, it's rough. If you're going to say, oh, this is going to become my new leather jacket, this is not a jacket, this is not shoes, certainly Lahavdal not Tfilin. You have to take the Oyres and you have to press them and crush them and work on them and salt them. And uh, it's a whole process called Ibud Oyres, trample on them. And through this, you misak in the oiris, and it's not a chash of a work. It's, the Chazal say it's a very, it's difficult work. The odor is horrible, and it's, it takes a lot. That's the avoid of ma'abed. Oivet elikim means, that's oivet. Oivet elikim doesn't mean some you serve Hashem. Oivet elikim means somebody who's working with the skin of the animal. Himself. With the nefesh of himself. Yeah. That's oivet. And that's why it's oivet elikim, not oivet Hashem. Because Elikim represents Midas Hatzimtzum, the Midah of restriction that allows there to be an animal soul. So Oived Elikim, Elikim is also the Gematria Teva, 86. So Oived Elikim means you're Oived with the fur. You're Oived, you work, you're tanning your animal soul, which is basically a product of Shema Elikim, which is the product of concealment. This is what Avoida means. Avoida doesn't mean work. Avoid really means ma'abed. It's not work. The nefesh kiss also works. It's a certain type of work. It's a work with something that is completely inhospitable. Not habitu- it's not something that's conducive for what you th- think you're trying to accomplish. And you have to refine it. You have to refine it. The hardest part is getting it off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shema'abed oisunu masaknon. The Gemara says in Nida that the angel that's in charge on pregnancy, Shoyal asks, the angel that's in charge on pregnancy, Shoyal asks a question, What's the status of this tipa? The Gemara goes through a whole cheshman, this tipa, this semen, this seed, should it be wise, should it be dumb? 
Should it be uh, wealthy? Should it be poor? Should it be strong? Should it be weak? Hashem says this tipa should have this destiny. But the Gemara says, Tzadik Rasha Loika Whether the tipa should end up as a Tzadik or a Rasha, this the Rebbeinu Shalom says, Sorry, this I don't decide. I could say a Chachem or a Tipish. A Asher or an Ani. A Gibber or a Cholash. What type of genes? What type of disposition? What type of challenges? Circumstances? But Tzadik or Rasha how to view their circumstances, what to do with their life, in terms of how you're going to view your life, this I don't have control of. Uh, this I'm not going to say. On a deeper level, what this means is, the nefesh alikis remains my domain. The nefesh is this has to be your domain. Nothing I can do, Hashem says, will inspire your nefesh abamas. The only one who could speak to it is the person himself. Vizahu. Adam Kiyakriv is only Mikem. What the Adam Elian could bring close is only your godly soul. Your Mikem. Adam Kiyakriv Mikem. You. In other words, the part of you, which part of you? Mikem. Not all of you. Adam Kiyakriv Mikem, your Nefeshalikis. Aval Karban Chem, Humina Behema. Your carbon, that begins with your Behema. The question is, how? God can't do it. Isarusa the Layla can't do it. How am I supposed to do it? How am I supposed to do it? So he says, Al Yidei, Hayizboinenus Bigdulas Hashem Kefiyasher Sichloi Yuchal Saes. The animal soul understands your language but only if you're speaking a language that relates to it. <coughs> this is the language that the Balatanya calls the language of Seichel Enushi, which means human intelligence. For this, I need a whole new method. The heavenly inspiration won't work for the animal son. What the person needs is, he needs to employ his mind to understand what godliness is. For this, he needs his boinanus, a deep, profound understanding what is godliness? What is truth? What is the divine? Every person's mind is different. If he can internalize this in his rational human mind, now he has a language to communicate to the animal soul. Because the animal soul is human. What do we mean by human? It exists within the human being. So therefore, I could explain, this is, remember, this is not the regular animal, this is the homo sapien. This is the animal within the human being. The animal within the human being is a rational animal, is a curious animal, curious George, is an inquisitive animal. This is not just the gorilla and the ape in the zoo. Also pretty curious and inquisitive. <laughs> That's true. But this is truly, yeah, the gorilla and the ape in the zoo, as far as I, as far as I know, is not so interested in understanding exactly what happened before the Big Bang. And what the, actually, the truth is I don't know. Or what happened in the primordial soup. Or exactly what the DNA is made up of. Or exactly how many times the blood circulates our body throughout the 24-hour period. The gorilla and the apes have interests. The human animal is curious, is sometimes crazy, but also rational, impulsive, but also thoughtful. Mad, but also interested. 
He has a personality, and the personality, or she has a personality, and the personality includes cognition, intellectual faculties, curiosity, inquisitiveness, and the ability to wonder. So the Balatanya says, when the person takes Gdullah Sashem and translates it into his or her mind as much as their capacities, because everyone's mind is different, then from this can be born an intense love even in the animal soul because it was communicated intellectually through his seichel and then the animal soul can actually also get on fire but this is only through a person's continuous conversations with the animal soul which is a conversation that happens through seichel and then through midas clarification, is this something that he sees as being not tissue Specializing in davening, this this his bonus is a special a special affinity for davening for tefillah. Yeah, yeah. This bonus. I'm asking if this bonus has a special affinity for for, for shasat tefillah. Not that we don't get help. Of course we get help from Hashem. It's the nature, the nature of the human mechanism is that the divine inspiration doesn't speak to the animal song. What's the divine inspiration? Divine inspiration is that there's a certain revelation of Kirvas Alekim. For the animal soul, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Take a horse to an opera. You ever did it? I did it. <laughs> Didn't look like Mamish a horse, but whatever. <laughs> you know what happens? They fall asleep. You know cultured people who decide they have to go to symphonies and operas, but they're not, it's not for them? They sit down and they take out potato chips and then they fall asleep. You understand? Take the Nefesh of Bahamas to a symphony. <laughs> symphony. And explain to it, this is unbelievable. Comes in with the horse... Yeah, and the first, uh, the first, the first uh, ballad begins. Spite <laughs> up. That's it. He goes on the stage and he tramples, and it's not his fault. The language of some symphonic music doesn't speak to him. If you'll bring in hay, he'll come to life. That's his symphony. You understand? It's not his fault. You can't blame him. He is being loyal to who he is. Now take him to an art gallery. Show him, show him the Mona Lisa. Right? Tell him that this is priceless. You can't buy it for $200 million. It's not going to impress him. Now the truth is most people also don't know what it is. But people have to say they know what it is. Animals are honest. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You take people to museums, you ever see, they want to commit suicide. Sometimes women take their husbands because they want to feel cultured. Yeah? They take them to a museum. They probably want to die. But Shalom is they're quiet. So today you have iPhones. But I'm saying the concept is, it's not, it's not, it's not that, uh, it's not that the animal soul doesn't want. The language of Gili Alakus, the Nefesh Alakus is right away there. The Nefesh is just not... Uh, you have to speak to it its language. What is its language? It has its own language. You have to understand who it is. The intermediary between the divine soul and the godly soul is the seichel, is the mind, through which we can explain to the animal soul truths about life. It's like the shatchan, a matchmaker. And you have to know its language. 
If you're not speaking its language, you will not affect it. I didn't understand the question. It could be for a lot of reasons. I mean, why? No. No nefesh alakis is the same, no nefesh alakis is the same. Everyone is different. That's why this is an individual journey. Avoid is a very individual journey. So this is the Sarasata? Yeah, this is the Sarasata. Adam Kiyakriv Mikem Karban Lasha. From you, the part of you that is divine, it will be Makriv. But that's over. That finishes. And when that inspiration is gone, the Nefesh Alakis still is connected. It always remains connected. But <coughs> the person is back to the regular self. Why? Because the animal soul comes right back. And I'm so, okay, the circus is over. Let's get back to life. You were happy? Okay, next. <coughs> so the next step is, Now it's your carbon. I can't do this. That's why it's Lashen Rabbim. That's why it's Lashen Noichach. Takrivu. And what is that carbon going to look like? Not just that you're going to internalize what you saw. No. It's always from your behemoth. That is always a Sarus del Sata. by definition, like the Balatanya meant, what makes it sata? It's not just if it happens from above or it happens from below. <coughs> it's in the person himself. There's a le'ela and there's a lasata. The le'ela of the person is the nefesh alakis. The lasata, the lower part of the person, the more pri- the more natural is the nefesh Bahamas. So isarusa lasata means to be ma'ayir, the lower part in you. In other words, the natural part in you, the human part in you. That's isarusa lasata. Huh? The technique, the methodology for that is always Seichel Anushi. Seichel Anushi means human conversation, human language, not divine language. I have to translate the divine into human language because that is the only thing that the animal soul could listen to. Its ears may be perked up and it may even develop emotionally. So the first thing is to meditate in the flow of it could be Nefloi Sabayit too. Anything that relates to the truth of godliness, to the truth of the divine, whatever that means. It could be Nefloi Sabayit as well. And this is all while you have a, 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 a That's when you should plug into it. He, he says, says, when you have an Esarusa Delelo, either right then or right after, because if not, it's going to be over. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'm not saying the wrong thing now. You could say the wrong thing also. <laughs> Nothing will happen. He said that Eved Elohim, that's what Eved comes from, something has to do with tanning leather. Yeah. But today, the this is somebody who knows about tanning leather, yeah? So I'm scared of these questions, yeah? No? <laughs> today, you know, you want to speak about the very low profession, you know. Lowest on the totem pole is a garbage man. From my limited understanding, in the time of the Gemara, people who tanned leather. We're in that category. Yes. It's a very foul smell. Foul why, smell, exactly. Yes. So why is, is, it seems like such a noble thing to try to transform your Nefsha Bahamis into something holy. Why is there a component there? That's, that's a wonderful smell? question. Why, when we want to speak about the work of transforming the Nefsha Bahamis, do we compare it to tanning, which is considered one of the lowest uh, menial jobs which generated a very foul odor. But I think that is precisely the point. 
that when one deals with their animal soul, they have to expect that there are going to be very foul odors, and they should not judge it or themselves. That's the, exactly the point. Anybody who really deals with their animal soul has to be ready to look at things that are very, very, uh, I don't know, smelly. <laughs> huh? Very low. We all know, not all of us, but some people sitting in this room, in their minds, sometimes have thoughts that are, that have a pretty foul odor. And you know what? Sometimes in our culture, we run as far as possible from those thoughts, and there's an advantage to that, because it keeps a certain standard of morality. But what happens in the other extreme is, we cut out part of our personality. In other words, we deny who we are, and whenever you deny who you are, that part of you is not part of your life. It becomes deadened. So therefore, that part can't show up to life. So that's the very idea, that the work with the Nefesh Abhamis is work with things that often have a very, very foul odor. And that is part of its dignity. Which is also why this was not such a simple idea. Because working with the Nefesh Abhamis, by definition, is a compromise of Isarusa de la'ela. Isarusa de la'ela with the Chelek al-Kamimal is very sweet. You're in a divine symphony. Why go handle with your animal soul? Who needs it? You're on fire. You're flying. Imagine you're a bird and you're capable of flying and instead you go into the abyss and you're crawling with a bunch of rats and mice. You're flying. The Balatanya argued though, who's flying? Your soul is flying. You're not flying anywhere. And when your soul stops flying, you know where you're going to be. You're going to be there. So what's going to be left? What's going to be left is you're going to be with nothing. The Nisham is going to become eclipsed. So you have to find and bring God into the sewer system, into the cesspool, maybe that's a way of saying it, into the place where the animal lives, and for that you have to learn its language and you have to be able to communicate it. To be able to communicate it. If it's scary, of course it's scary. All of life is scary. If Nachman says the world is a narrow bridge. You know this song, right? Of course it's scary. What's in, not scary? I worked in nursing homes where the truth comes out when they, they're 80 years old, they can't control their, their nephesh behemoths. Not only in nursing homes, some other places too. <laughs> <laughs> in nursing homes, they're not judged so much, but in some other places too. You go to Wall Street. <laughs> go to my kitchen. My kitchen. Go to your kitchen. <laughs> More honest. <laughs> The personality, a major part of it is the Nefesh Abahamas. And there's also the Nefesh Alakis. It's not They don't cancel each other out. They're both very real. Knowing what your Nefesh Abahamas is all about is not so much the challenge. Knowing how to talk to it. Yes. And this bonus is how to, yeah. how, to okay. yeah. how to connect to it. How to interest it. How to engage it. And make it a catalyst to go forward. Yeah. You really want to yeah. that, that's where That's where Sarustal Asata really begins. And that's why also the Sarusa de Lasata before the Sarusa de Leila also is with the Nefesh of Bahamas. Because how do you have a Sarusa de Lasata without a Sarusa de Leila? You're just on your own. So what do you have? You have your animal soul. So it's basically you're, you're talking to your animal soul and you're trying to open up a window in your animal soul, which will then produce a reciprocity from above. A reciprocity from above. 
Now, this very detail What's the wow? I think it's by the spot of this, my son's a breast So the, I tried to do it a few times. The idea of being isolated and alone with your own thoughts by yourself and going to these dark places is very, um, for me, challenging, maybe even intimidating. So I'm thinking maybe that's why this, it's not as commonly accepted. The spot of this, in terms of the kahilas, why you can go out and just kind of find yourself and deal with it. And touch into that space. Right. Can't arouse your nefesh kiss without your without starting from nefesh abamas. Can you arouse your nefesh kiss without starting with your nefesh abamas? If you have a serusa de la'ela, no, that's exactly what happens. From from no from the lower. Can you start with your nefesh kiss if it's starting with serusa de lasata? So that depends on the type of person. A person who's generally in touch with their nefesh kiss. Sometimes you have a person who's by nature very very refined what we would call extremely spiritually sensitive. Their nefesh shalakis is part of their conscious identity, so they could. But very often, if a person's nefesh shalakis is eclipsed, and it's tucked in into their nefesh Bahamas, so the nefesh Bahamas encompasses it, so if I don't penetrate through the nefesh Bahamas, I'll never be able to get to my nefesh shalakis. But, but even those the sens- shells, yeah. Even those sensitive people once had to work on their nefesh <coughs> Yes, yes. But there are Jews, sometimes there's Jews, it's not so common, that they have what's called Gili HaNeshama. Their Neshamas are much more revealed. They like have a certain, you know, like more tzaddikim. They have like a certain, they're just like, they, they see souls in themselves and they see it in others. Huh? It's sometimes, that itself is often, a, that itself is usually a gift. Yeah, Atzilus Dikayid, even Abriya Dikayid, even Ayitzir Dikayid. You don't have to run to Atzilus for this. As long as it's not Mamish and Asiya Dikayid. They they just, it's like there's a certain transparency. It's like they live a little bit on a higher plane. Uh, uh, somebody once told uh, the Balatanya about Yip Shloyme Kalina. Yip Shloyme Kalina was uh, one of the big masters of the day. She set up some miracle about him. So he said, "What is this, Pilus? What are you getting so excited?" He's uh, he's one hand breath above the earth, so everything is different. So it's a machzedek who was a big Talmud of his grandfather. Says, "Why did my grandfather say atefa chechef in the earth?" So he says, "Because the Gemara always speaks about suke and other lamata masarat fachim lamayla masarat fachim." So I'll pick a bullet. Ten fachim represent the ten spheres. He says, "Reb Shlomo Kaliner." When he said a tefach from there, he says the earth is malchus, and a tefach above the earth is midas hayisoid, and teva comes from yisoid being integrated with malchus. But once you go one tefach above the earth, which is midas hayisoid, you have miracles that are higher than teva because they don't come through malchus. That's what the Balatanya said. As a tefach from there, he didn't stop me. He's a little above. He meant a tefach. He meant one hand breath midas hayisoid. So therefore, you're above teva. Writes about this word, but So you have that also in Avodas Hashem. It's a little bit of tefachayir. So Mela, the Nefesh Shabbamis doesn't have this uh, power. But generally speaking, you know, with in the case of a normal human being, the Nefesh Shalakis is in the Nefesh Shabbamis. It's tucked in. I don't have access to one without the other. Just like I can't have access to my mind without my brain. You can't access your mind, right? Is this true? You can't access your mind without your brain. You can't. 
You can't access your soul without your blood. You can't. A person says, I'm not going to eat anymore, I'm not going to breathe anymore, I have a soul. It just doesn't work. We access our soul through our body. Right? Spiritually too. This is one of the great ideas here. There's no way of accessing your nefesh alakis in a real way, in a permanent way, in an eternalized way, if you don't know your nefesh abahamas. If you're not going to work through your nefesh abahamas, you're not going to access your nefesh alakis. And here, we have to still explain that this was really a major, major discussion at the time. Uh, a major, huh? There were two branches, two completely different, not it's completely, not completely different, but it was two branches in the world of, of, of Chassidus, in the early generation, the early generation of the world of Chassidus, of what its destiny is, what its real path is, what is its genuine path. And this is one of the Maimarim with the Balatanya established how he understood the essence of Teres of Hashem in, in in uplifting the world and infusing humanity and the Jewish people with uh, with the true depth of Avas Hashem and Avas HaTorah and Avas Yisrael, there were in that itself two, generally two different approaches. And uh, one of his uh, one of the Maimor in which he articulated relatively in, in some Arichis, one of his fundamental shittas and Avaydas Hashem is in this Maimor, but uh, this will have to leave him with Hashem for tomorrow. So the fact that this class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.